0: So I can say when I'm pushing hard, how does this feel? Let it flow through me. I wanna be so present when this comes through because I know on race day, I am gonna be challenged more than ever. I'm gonna be in pain more than ever. And I'm gonna have doubts coming at me left and right. And I wanna be prepared to absorb the effort that needs to be put out in order to achieve my goals.
1: is bj and this is the yogi triathlete podcast welcome back you guys episode two at your hands today thank you everyone who listened to our first episode and sent us feedback and comments and shared it with your friends we are in absolute deep deep gratitude to every single one of you Please keep all of that coming as we continue to create this amazing community that is Yogi Triathlete. So, um, today's episode is on injury and mindfulness, and this came from a few listeners that wanted us to talk about this general uh, topic. And then it was beautifully tied in with an email from an athlete who is wondering You know, how do you know when it's your mind just trying to fool you? And how do you know when it's your body telling you you need to rest? And how do you make these decisions, especially when they arise at four o'clock in the morning? So this all tied in so perfectly to this overall topic of mindfulness and injury, injury prevention. What do you do when you are injured? Uh, So BJ and I dive in deep today to all of this, and uh, we certainly hope you enjoy it. But before we start, I just want to bring up two events that we have coming up. The first one is this weekend, Sunday, May 15th at Rhode Island Power Yoga. It is Food is Medicine Intro to Plant-Based Eating. This workshop is for everyone. It is not an intervention. This is just an informational workshop to show you that eating high vibrational foods can have Amazing benefit to your life, not just your physical health, but it's everything energy levels, clarity. I mean, when you feel good, everything is better in your life. So, this is for the plant based eaters, this is for the meat eaters, and this is absolutely for people who are dealing with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, at risk for heart disease. I mean, all of these things, you guys, when you look at the science, those things are optional you do not have to live with them we don't believe that now we're not doctors we're not nutritionists and we're not dietitians we are two people who are living this plant-based life and have done a lot of reading and a lot of research and a lot of listening not only to what's out there right now, but also to our own bodies and seeing the massive difference that it's made in our lives. So we are just here to be a resource and share. So we hope we see you this Sunday, May 15th. You can register online at ripoweryoga.com. and i will be preparing some beautiful food to share with everyone and take you through a mindful eating experience it's going to be super awesome so we hope to see you there and speaking of super awesome next month june 16th to the 19th we are going to be in lake placid for our lake placid training retreat we are going to be hitting the course swim bike run You get BJ all to yourselves. We're keeping it a smaller group um, so that you get a lot of access to both BJ and I. I'm gonna be leading everyone in yoga and meditation every day. And don't get all crazy on me. The meditation's gonna be super relevant and it's not gonna be long. You're not gonna be learning Sanskrit, nothing like that. This is all applicable and um, just absolutely such pertinent information for you as an athlete and just as a human being this stuff naturally transcends the sport and integrates itself right into your life if you're not a triathlete we do have options for one sport and all the yoga over the weekend and let's say you're coming up if you're training for ironman lake placid this is perfect for you but you want to bring the family well we have options for them to be involved too with just the yoga part of it We're having one group dinner, um, plant-based dinner, of course. It's all high vibe, and it's going to be really, really awesome. We are so excited. So uh, we know that whoever is supposed to be there will be there, and um, we really, really hope it's you. So we've got those two things coming up. I'll put a link in the show notes for both of those. And without further ado, let's just dive right into episode two. So hard to figure out a way to get up later, but I just couldn't to get it all in. And actually, didn't fit in as long of a meditation today as I normally do, which is um, not something that I'm I'm pleased about. But it's about just moving along, right? Like I got up with what I thought was plenty of time, went to the pool, came back, and I think what happened was I taught an extra class today, and then I took a class because I was working with um, a teacher. And um, then I came home and we were going to record this podcast this afternoon. And what happened? We hooked up the second mic and then spent the next hour and a half trying to figure out how to get the second mic to record. So things don't always go as they're planned, but it's how you ride through those moments. Like I would remember a time in my life where I probably would have smashed the well that's an exaggeration i only smashed one computer screen but i probably would have slammed down the laptop at some point and been like oh i can't even deal with this but we just kind of dealt with it we got the mic working and now it's 7 30 and here we are
0: another crazy saturday night yeah at the g's
1: (laughs) i'd have it no other way i'd have it's like dog hair in my food i'd have it no other way this is how i prefer it i love the clarity So um, we published our first podcast yesterday, and we're getting our second podcast recorded, so that's good. We're on schedule, Um, and we got some great feedback, and we have some questions and some topics that people want us to discuss. And so something that was coming up uh, with one of our listeners was mindfulness and injury they wanted it was pretty general topic of they just wanted us to address injury and mindfulness and then this evening which we would not have received this email had we recorded earlier right so here's how the puzzle gets put together we always think that we're the puzzle makers but we're not we're just along for the ride and um, so we received this email during the time that I was teaching my yoga class and this is Um, a perfect subject matter that I think will get us into the mindfulness and um, in the injury piece yeah do you agree
0: I do yeah it's it's quite popular people uh, um, are definitely in that mindset of fear being fearful of being injured Mm -hmm. as they progress in their sports training Yep, and I feel like we can help bring that mindfulness piece in that can help them maybe work through it a little bit better um, you shouldn't be fearful and I don't want to get too far ahead but injury is something that can happen and usually happens when training and it's important to take it as it comes and roll through it and
1: yeah I think everybody anyone who's gonna be an endurance athlete is um, is gonna be injured at some point and both of us have Experienced this me way more than you um, because I had a, uh, a mindset of You know, I'm gonna get injured. I'm gonna get injured and then I always get injured. So anyway, let's just drive dive right into this email So this is um, a person. This is an athlete who is training for their first Ironman So we know that about them and it's um, so she said it's a woman. She says hey guys Listening to your podcast got me thinking about something I've struggled with consistently over the six years of my triathlon career. I'm not sure if other people experience this or not, but I thought I'd throw it out there in case you thought it would make for some good podcast content. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sending this in. Okay, so here goes. Oftentimes, when my alarm goes off at 4.05 a.m., I love the 4.05, and I've got something to say about the 4.05. Definitely,
0: definitely a triathlete. <laughs>
1: yes, definitely a triathlete. All the ducks are in a row. The alarm goes off at 4.05 because they know exactly how much time they need to get it all done. But like me today, sometimes you, you miscalculate. Okay. Oftentimes, when my alarm goes off at 4.05 a.m., I'm not super excited to get up and work out. On most days... I drag myself out of bed, start feeling good once I get going and am ultimately glad that I did the workout once it's over. On other days, I drag myself out of bed, feel like crap during the entire thing and question whether I would have been better served by staying in bed and taking a rest day. On these occasions, I always tell myself that I'll feel better once I start but then I never do. So my question is, how do I make that call at 4am? How can I tell when resistance to completing a workout is in your mind telling you that it doesn't want to or when it's your body telling you that it needs rest? The same thing goes for long rides and runs. If you're really feeling achy, sore, fatigued during a long workout, how do you make sense of the difference between a situation where you should continue to push through to build mental fortitude and a situation where you should stop to prevent injury.
0: Great question. Yeah, great. So, great questions. So many directions to go.
1: Well, I'm going to let you take the the lead on this, and uh, and then I'll I'll I've got some thoughts already, but I want to see where you go. So go ahead.
0: It depends on a lot of things. You know, the answer that comes out can depend on different circumstances. So in this instance. Um, what I'd like to say is to start with a lot of it can be worked through with meditation to start. That's the first step, in my opinion. Sitting down quietly with your thoughts. Could be first thing in the morning, could be that extra five minutes that she's got from four to four oh five.
1: Right. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe so wake the up 405, at four oh five uh first piece of feedback is the four oh five needs to go to four AM. And take that five minutes and start a meditation practice and and we can get in well I can get into it right now all you do is sit there set a meditation timer you can download them free on your phone and for five minutes just feel your breath
0: yeah you can also use uh, the app that we suggest or recommend for people uh, headspace free app Andy Pudukam who uh, created the app was on the um, Rich Roll podcast if you want to listen to that one and he also has a TED talk and we'll put that in the show notes uh, Headspace is a good way to get get started. It's 10 minutes a day, and he walks you through a guided meditation, and his voice is pretty sexy, so it'll keep you captivated. So with that, sometimes leaving it up to 4 a.m. as your decision time is challenging because your mind isn't there yet. So this has actually happened to me quite, quite a lot in the, in the recent past, and what I've started to do is just make the decision the night before. So making the decision the night before that you're gonna wake up at 4 a.m., you're gonna start your meditation and then you're gonna get your workout in before work. And sometimes you're gonna start that workout in the morning and you're not gonna feel like doing it. My recommendation is to just give it a try. That's the first step, just go out and try. And if I put on the plan for some of my athletes, you know, a 60 minute run, with some intervals in between. You wake up in the morning, you do your meditation, you start the workout, just start it because you don't know what's gonna happen. In 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe you're finally gonna warm up and you're gonna feel good. If that's the case, continue on with the workout. You're gonna have an epic day. The other way, if it starts to feel like it's not good or your body is shutting down, you're not, you're not really jiving with the workout, you can easily just turn around And walk on.
1: So, but how do you? So, I think that one of the questions they're asking is like, how do you know? Even though you start and you feel awful, and this person's training for Ironman, so there's going to be a lot of workouts where they don't feel that great, where they're tired and fatigued and exhausted. So, how do you get to a point where you know that it's um, like the right thing to stick with it, or? to make that call how do you make that call because i've seen you make that call you go out and you come back and you're like it wasn't happening i've also seen you make the call where you go out and you're like oh man that was that was the real deal but i'm so glad i got it done because that's the stuff that builds the mental fortitude
0: again i think it depends on totally what part of the season you are in in training is it early is it middle is it closer to race day That's a huge factor. Also, knowing what you did in the past and where you wanna go. So just having a gauge as to what your goals are. So I know, for example, that I was not a good runner when I started triathlon. It was my weakest, Well, swimming's always the weakest, but running was a struggle for me and I just kept pushing through my runs. I would say, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna run every day I'm gonna do five, even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes. And it's that mental cue of pushing through and just getting, logging the miles. I know this isn't a long run, but I know that I'm out here running and it just becomes natural and it becomes second nature. What I say for people who are working out, they go out for the workout, let's say it's early season, you're 20 weeks out from your Ironman and you're not feeling it and you're an hour into a long run it's not worth it, in my opinion, to continue on if your body's aching, your body's hurting. That to me means it's time to just sort of like, maybe you need a little extra rest. And I'll see that in an athlete's notes. The way I coach is I give them a range of biking or cycling or swimming, and they have the opportunity to check in with themselves and see how they're feeling that day. If I give a, a, for example, A long ride on the weekend they can ride 75 minutes up to two hours in that workout they have the opportunity to push it a little bit longer or keep it to strictly what that minimum is and when they finish it and they add in their notes i can actually see from their tone from the workout they did where they were mentally did they push through to the two hours or did they just stick to the 75 minutes and got it done And then I can adjust things if they struggle through it and they went and pushed through to the two hours. That to me means the next day, I'm probably gonna give them a lighter, lighter break. Let them recover a little bit, let them refocus, let them recuperate. I think a lot of people, a lot of athletes have decision fatigue and it really weighs heavy on them. Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? And I think it's key, we were talking about it before, is to make the decision to do the workout and move forward.
1: Yeah, and then if you decide that you're not going to do the workout, decide not to do the workout and move forward.
0: And don't beat yourself up over it.
1: So the key to not beating yourself up, the key to being able to determine what is your mind, what is your body, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and this is going to be the answer to a lot of questions I think that we get, is I'm telling you, you guys, this i mean this is why yogi triathlete even exists is because of the power that meditation has on your ability to navigate the uh, just the ultimate pushing that endurance sports requires but to do it Safely to do it. I hate to use that word safely because then that means that there's fear. Like we have to do it safe because you're gonna get like you're gonna get injured at some point. It doesn't matter. You're gonna get injured at some point. This is this is the nature of the game. And um, the meditation. What that does is just the stillness. Like think about during your day. How often are you just still? I'm not talking about laying on the couch watching TV. People think that that's how they unwind. And um, that is, especially if you're watching the news or you're watching one of these just superficial shows. And sometimes I do it. Like, say, like, so sometimes I just want to check out, like, we just watched all these Gilmore Girls. I mean, because we just can't watch anything that's... <laughs> we can't watch anything that's violent anymore. I can't watch anything that's, like, where there's a lot of swear words. I just... And that's the effect of the meditation. It's just you start to purify yourself. But what I'm saying is that when you sit in stillness, you get closer to your true nature. And your true nature is never in question. It always knows the truth. And so this is not the answer that this person's probably looking for. Because my experience with working with people for so many years when it comes to their body and their mind and health is that they want the answer they want to say if i do a b and c it's going to equal f and this is how i'm going to solve this problem and every time i wake up at 4 a.m now i'm going to know the answer and that's not true for what this life is and so life is a school okay and we are not we're not just human beings we are we're spiritual beings we are spirit we are spirit i don't you're going to find this out either in this lifetime or another lifetime because we're all headed in the same direction. Just everybody's on different timelines. We are spiritual beings having a human experience and it's human experiences like endurance sports that allows us the opportunity, a greater opportunity, I think, than a lot of people because of what endurance sports requires. It gives us the opportunity to to tap into this true nature, to to be able to find a way to remove these additional mental battles that can happen at 4.05 a.m., like do I do this, do I not, do I do it? When you you will start to just be able to wake up and say, okay, this is what I'm doing right now. And the other thing that allows you, which is right along with the right now, is it allows you to just be in the moment. And so that when I wake up and I'm exhausted, but I've decided the night before. Okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this workout. Um, I mean, at this point, I'm so tuned. I'm so tapped in that I pretty much know. But the most important thing that I do is that I'm always just in the moment. And I always just take whatever the next step is, like pulling off the sheets and going and sitting on my meditation pillow and meditating. And that always makes me feel better. So unlike physical workouts like this, um, this athlete that wrote into us, unlike physical workouts, you never feel worse off coming out of a meditation even if your meditation is just an absolute thunderstorm of thoughts just settling your body in stillness calming your nervous system which is what stillness does breathing concentrating on your breath or doing a guided meditation whatever your entry point is you cannot do this wrong and what this does is it gets you closer and closer to who you truly are. And that, the, the who you truly are, is never tired, is never in question. It always knows. It's I call it like it sits up in the penthouse, and it can see all the options, and it can see all the solutions, and all the ways for you to go, but it always knows the ones that you're supposed to take. Now, that said, The meditation is just an absolute, like it's your favorite frosting on a cake. It just makes everything easier. It's another discipline and it requires um, a significant amount of will and focus to do it. But that's why athletes are the best. That is, I mean, not that we have better yogis or whatever, but I'm just saying that this is why I believe that athletes are natural born yogis because we have the discipline to do the work. And meditation is, I've said it before, I said it on the last podcast, this is not for the faint of heart. This is for somebody who has a strong will and you can strengthen that will. So if you're curious about meditation, but you're like, oh, she just said that it takes a strong will and I don't have that. You can strengthen it. Anything is possible. So this is really, really gonna help with taking out that decision fatigue. And the other thing it's gonna help with is it's going to increase your body awareness because as you sit there in stillness, you are gonna feel your body. You're gonna feel like when I'm training for an Ironman and I'm sitting in a meditation at four o'clock in the morning before a workout, I can feel that calf that's throbbing. And so what I do with that is I use it as like an injury prevention. And this might sound a little, out of this world for people, but again, you're either gonna get in touch with it in this lifetime or another, so you might as well just start now. Um, What I do is I picture a white light coming up from the ground and into my feet, and I feel it in my feet with some warmth, and then I bring it up my legs, and I'll stop in that area, if that's a throbbing area or a tight area, and I'll just picture that area in my mind and fill it, fill it, fill it with white light. And I'll stay there as long as I need to. And then I'll complete it through the rest of my body. But that is a huge piece. Um, I think it's a huge piece of injury prevention is just healing your body from within because everything is energy. So whatever that injury is, it's an energetic. It's 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 festering energy is essentially what it is, and and it's been in that area for a long time, and now it's coming out through the physical, that it's manifesting through a physical injury. And there's different kinds of injuries that you can get. You can have the, oh my God, my calf is so tight, my calf is so tight, my calf is so tight, I'm gonna keep pushing through, and then boom, it blows. It can be um, that you just don't have the body awareness and you don't even realize that there's something building and it blows. It can also be like a traumatic blunt trauma, like you crash on your bike or you fall down the stairs or something like that where all of a sudden the injury comes out of, well, you think it comes out of nowhere, but there's been something building within you that created that. And so um, the prevention of it, I believe, is just Again, getting more and more in touch with your true nature. And when you're sitting in that meditation, there's a lot of stuff that can come up. I've had major fear arise in me out of nowhere. I've um, had a lot of anxiety and panic. And it's this skill, getting very skillful at feeling. And reminding yourself that you are not that feeling. That that, too, is just energy until you put a label on it and you say, oh my God, it's fearful and now my calf hurts and now I'm going to have an injury because there is no better way to get injured than to be fearful of injury. So I think that's kind of the spiritual take on injury, um, but I can talk about some specific self-care. I think we should talk about some specific self-care things about injury. But um, so... I think to answer that question of how do you make the call at 4 a.m. I think what we're saying is you make that call the night before like I'm getting up I'm gonna do this workout that said if you're feeling sick that day if you're just sometimes you and I like there's times where we're like okay tomorrow we're gonna get a little extra sleep because we know ourselves so well that we know when we need a little extra sleep and when we don't Um, so but it's making that call the night before so that at 4 a.m. when you're all cozy and comfy in your bed and you're debating if you want to get up or not, you're just wasting time. Do you agree with that?
0: I do. I I also like to pull upon a little motivational video. This is something I do the night before. It's a great thing. I'll go to bed and I'll watch this video. It's just YouTube motivation. (laughs) Just Google that and watch a two or three minute clip. And when you get up in the morning, you have that clip ready to play again and it will get your morning started so right. And whether it's a, a video, a motivational video or whether it's music, what's your favorite song? What gets you moving? Cue that up first thing in the morning and you will get what you need to get done. That's yeah. what I find.
1: No, I like that. And that kind of goes along with, um, I always say like limit the suffering. Like whatever you have to do, limit the suffering. I say this in my yoga classes all the time. Just limit the suffering. So there's suffering that goes on at 4 a.m. when you're like, do I do it? Do I not do it? Oh, I'm so, I don't want to. But what if it's one of those days where I get up and I try and then I still don't feel good? And whoa, that is, you know what that is? That's like an ego party. The ego is up there like, yeah, keep going, debate. Like it just wants you to be, you have to understand that the, the ego, the negative ego wants you to be it, it wants you to be in a state of uh, indecision, conflict, suffering all the time. And um, it wants to remove your state of equilibrium. It wants to take that out. And actually, I just wrote a blog post uh, last week called um, How I Survived Two Days in New York City Without a Brush. And it, I think that's a good one to read because it talks about how it wants to make the littlest things so big Um, But you have to remind yourself that that is not who you are. You are not fear. You are not anxiety. You are not indecision. You are not um, panic. You are not fatigue. You are not those things. You are endless energy. You are endless power and you are unconditional love. There is no fear in the face of that. So anything, okay, so this is coming up right now. Um, A Course in Miracles, which I don't, I don't study the course, but um, it's super interesting uh, story behind it. Um, This woman, and if you're familiar with it, forgive me if I do it, uh, if I recall it incorrectly, but a woman who was a scholar working at um, an Ivy League school and basically heard this voice and and. And the channel came through and she recorded what is now known as A Course in Miracles over the course of seven years. And this woman was a complete intellect and like, what is going on? Who, what is this voice? And so The Course in Miracles, there's a line from it that says, every loving thought is true. Everything else, no matter the form it takes, is a cry for help and healing. I remind myself of that all the time, especially now that in four weeks, I'm going to be homeless um, in a good way by choice. Yes, by choice. And um, I remind myself of that all the time when I look around and there's so much to do, or I think about living in a Honda Fit, or I think about camping in Lake Placid in June when it's freezing cold. All None of those thoughts are loving. They are untrue, and I don't have to listen to them. And this is what meditation brings you. It brings you the strength. So, um, how did I get there? <laughs> this is what had, it's a good thing that I've got you as my co-host. This is where
0: you let it ride.
1: This is where I let it, and I can get, this is, yeah, this microphone is very dangerous for me.
0: I want to make one, one comment there is when you talk about the ego, it, it doesn't want you to get out there and go do that workout. So I, something I use, which may be useful is to just, you have a 45 minute workout, just take a step out the door and take a few steps. Yeah, Just start running the or The next walking. logical
1: step, take the next right. logical step. And the ego, so here's, the, the, here's how um, skillful the ego is. So the ego is the one that wants you to be like in the state of indecision. It's the one that doesn't want you to go out and succeed. It's also the one that when you finish the workout and you're so glad you finished the workout, it's also the one that's gonna pat you on the back. Right, It comes in the back door and it's going to be like, oh, that was so great. I'm so great. I'm really succeeding. And um, and the, the, the secret to being um, truly powerful, and I'm not talking about like Donald Trump powerful. I'm talking about really powerful, like a true healer of yourself and of this world is to practice neutrality. And so that it's not, oh, my God, I have to get up. And, oh, my God, that workout was so good. Oh, my God. Oh, this is so great. It's, it's removing those highs and lows.
0: And I think that's how, that's how we coach and train people is that mm-hmm. consistency. Not yeah. too high, not too low, just consistent. If you can be consistent day in and day out, yep. you will be successful in achieving your goals.
1: Yeah, it is. It's the consistency that is so, so important. Um, so the question, how do I make that call at 4 a.m.? You make it the night before. And then what happens if like they make it the night before and they wake up and they're still like, oh, do I do this? Do I do that? Sit in a meditation? Sit in a meditation. Yeah, Like, when, for your athletes, for them to go through decision fatigue at 4 a.m. in the morning with this like battle of the mind, would you rather have them cut their workout 15 minutes short And sit in a meditation or would you rather have them go out in a mindset that is not I'm totally tainting the answer in a mindset that is um this is not neutral uh that is self-defeating
0: yeah the answer is absolutely I would want them to take the time to meditate absolutely and it's just not in this moment they are working on the moment as we spoke about but every meditation practice every training session is to prepare you for race day so if you're doing this stuff now, you will be that far ahead when you come to race Day. It will not be any surprises. You'll be calm, clear. You've done it mm-hmm. day in and day out consistently. And it's there for you to utilize when you need it most.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's so much science behind it at this point. Like it builds parts of your brain that make you resilient. I mean, there's over 5,000 peer-reviewed published studies right now about how mindfulness and meditation can help you with just about anything. So um, resiliency is so, so big. Like how when you wake up at 4 AM and you say, OK, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give in. I'm not or I'm not going to give in. I'm going to decide not to do it. How can you just be resilient with that and say, I've made that decision and move on. Because I'm, t- I'm telling you right now that ego is going to want to come in all day long and be like, uh, you feel like you you feel fat in your pants because you didn't work out this morning, or um, you're tired because you didn't work out this morning. So it's um yeah it's a really key practice for um, for building the mental strength that this um, that any athlete, but I mean this person is training for their first Ironman. Oh man, do you need mental strength and not just on race day because they're training for an Ironman. It, you are going to be riding the edge. You're going to be riding the edge, essentially, of injury. I mean, you really are. You push your body so much that you're just constantly walking around with micro tears. So it's so important to, um, for injury re- prevention to be eating a really vibrant, beautiful diet, right? Like it's And self-care.
0: As well. self-care trigger point mm-hmm. i mean they have tons of self-care tools the foam roller the 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 ball um, and make these part of your practice eat high vibrational foods recover well get good sleep meditate and consistently train with increasing volume yeah
1: i mean that's the perfect and recipe and when you have just dis- dis- i mean this is why you have a coach because when you have that decision fatigue. You know, it's so helpful. I talked about this on the last podcast that a coach can just come in and just kind of take that decision fatigue away from you.
0: Think about how many decisions you have to make after your workout throughout your whole day. Mm-hmm. If you can remove this one, yeah, there's a few less.
1: So then um, the second question to this was um, how can you tell when the resistance um, to completing the workout is your mind or it's your body telling you that it needs to rest? And I really think that this has everything to do with self-awareness.
0: Yeah, you need to be in tune with your body. You need to be in tune with where you are in the stage of your workouts. And you need to be diligent about checking in with your coach and seeing what they think. You know, they have that outside perspective. When I'm going through a workout and i'm you know i'm doing a long run and i know that i've had a hard workout the day before if i feel anything that's physically on the edge i will probably ditch it if it's early on in training what i feel is as you move through the middle to later stages of your training you want to fine-tune that mental that mental strength and with that Maybe that's the point where I start to push a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe there isn't that back to back day of hard workouts. You've got a little bit of breather in between. And again, that's why a coach will outlay your plan so that you have uh, you' set up for success. You know, I want I don't want to stack too much. I want to be able to let them succeed and have many, many, many numerous little wins that stack up. So when you're so the question is, How do you know if it's physical or mental i think it depends on where you are in your training volume and i also think it depends on what you did the day before how your how your stress levels are uh, outside of working out and you really need to be in tune with yourself and i'm a big advocate of disconnecting from technology at times so removing the Uh, uh, the the headphones
1: oh my god definitely unless you're listening to the yogi triathlete podcast in that case I
0: (laughs) encourage you to always have those plugged in but I haven't
1: get rid of the earphones I mean well first of all throw your television out (laughs) that's always it's gonna be that's right up there with meditation get rid of the television like unplug so you can plug into yourself
0: I just did a, a a recent workout with my buddy on a treadmill at the gym the other day for two plus hours we were on the treadmill running together without anything no music no video all we were were in tune with what the paces were and i took so much away from that run and i think he did too that we'll be able to use that come race day that was a mental building exercise more than anything that's so, yeah go ahead so i just feel like you need to disconnect from from the headphones. There is a time and place, I will agree, there is a time and place where you need music. And there are times I need it to get my workout done just to see me just plug in and and hammer down. But it's very specific times. 99% of the time lately, at least in the past two to three years, since I started meditating, that music and video actually distract me a bit. So it's more of being in tune with how I feel in that moment. So I can say when I'm pushing hard, how does this feel? Let it flow through me, I want to be so present when this comes through, because I know on race day, I am going to be challenged more than ever. I'm going to be in pain more than ever. And I'm going to have doubts coming at me left and right. And I want to be prepared. To absorb the effort that needs to be put out in order to achieve my goals.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that workout that you did—that was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, your time frame is. That's my time okay. frame is completely. You're how many off. weeks out from Ironman, like Placid?
0: Less than twelve weeks out.
1: Yeah, so you don't need to know what day it is. You just need to know what workout it is. But that workout, I think, you want to talk about building mental fortitude. Like that is huge to build mental fortitude. And, um, athletes are always like, they, like, we're guilty of pushing it, right? Like we want to push it. We want to be the best. Um, but we're so unwilling to take the headphones out or, you know, to then push it. Like if you want to push it, if you want to be the best, then do it. Unplug, sit in a meditation, get to know yourself, feel your body, watch your mind. And the reason why, like, I think that you and I can't really tolerate um, even the radio in the car anymore. Um, we haven't had a television for a long time, and certainly not headphones with music, is because our minds are so, like, uh, we are so now adjusted to and acclimated to sitting in silence that that is just noise that hurts my head. I would so much rather just be in silence because i'm so connected with my true nature that anything else seems crazy to me so i think that that's another huge benefit and we've come in contact with a lot of people who can't do runs and things like that without headphones and you want to be able to prevent injury and you want to be able to do your best connect in with yourself Stop connecting outside. And again, like there are times where you'll see me running through town and I'll have headphones on. I'm usually listening to a podcast. It's rare that I'm listening to music. Um, But um, every once in a while, it's kind of a treat when I'm in the mood for it. But 98% of the time, I'm not in the mood for it.
0: And it always, let me backtrack, it always hasn't been like this. I would definitely listen to music to tune things out.
1: Right, the mind, to tune the mind out. Right, because the mind for the norm, for like the average person is sheer insanity, and you don't realize how insane it is until you start sitting and to watch the tendencies of the mind. So if you look at yoga and meditation is just a limb of yoga. There's eight limbs to yoga. Meditation is one of them. Um, when you look at the Yoga Sutras, the second Yoga Sutras says that yoga is. So here's the whole definition of yoga. Yoga is the modifications of the mind stuff. It's, it's I'm sorry, it's the cessation of the modifications of the mind stuff. So it's the stopping of the fluctuation of the mind. And again, that is what allows you to be more neutral, which is so paramount for an athlete because there are going to be times where you're injured. There are going to be times where you can't go out and have a training session because of a family obligation or um, a work obligation or something like that. There's going to be times that you can't do things. On race day, there's stuff that's going to happen. The temperature might not be ideal. It could be pouring rain. Somebody might knock your bike over and spill all your stuff. Like None of these things should shake you, yet they do. And I have seen some interesting behavior on race day, especially at Ironman, where you're so pushed to the limit. Um, The ability to have that fortitude to see that you have 100% control over your actions and that you can be resilient, that you can be, you can ride that day close to center. It's so, so important. and so let's see. There's one more question, which I think we probably did. Uh, if you're feeling really achy, sore, fatigued during a long workout, how do you make sense of the difference between a situation where you should push through to build mental fortitude and a situation where you should stop to prevent injury? And I think you answered this with, you know, it depends on where you are in your training. It depends on, you know, are you, have you been sick? Do you have stress going on in your life? Is that, you know. Is your back been giving you trouble? Like it's, it's what is it in that moment and the moments that have led up to it? So again, there's no like one, two, and three equal four. Is that equal four? No, it equals five. <laughs> math. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Don't do and don't do that's any math when room. you're racing. Don't do any math when you're racing. But there is no answer of um, one plus two plus three equals five <laughs> um, it's different every single day and I see this in yoga I saw it in massage but let's just talk about yoga when people show up and I, I see them get frustrated like they can't do crow pose and then after class they'll say to me like you know I, I did crow pose last week and then I tried it and I can't do it and you know why can't I do it and oh god it was just awful today okay whoa there's so much there it's like judgment Um, it's thinking that just because you do one thing that you're going to be, you're just, you're going to be able to do it again. Like you're different every single day. Your body is always changing. There's cells grow, like birthing and dying in your body all the time. There is nothing about you that is static. And so the more that you can understand yourself, Understand your body, understand the way that your mind is working, the way that your mind may be running you is everything to being successful as an athlete, to reaching your highest potential, to seeing your goals through to the end, and for you know preventing as much injury as you possibly can. And again, like sometimes there's just stuff like There's energy that's in you and it's going to manifest in a certain way. It could be in conflict with another person. It could be injury, whatever it is. But when it comes to you, being mindful, like strengthening that part of you allows you to ride it closer to center because especially once, if you do have an injury, your ego is going to open up this door for you to go down into the dark, dark basement and just like go so low vibe right and you're laughing right now because you know exactly what we're both thinking about is the injury that you had and it wants you to go there but if you've got that mental fortitude and not just on race day but in this life that we live it will help you just get through the stuff and ride the waves of life a little bit easier and I I say sometimes in my yoga classes I've said you know it's about riding the waves um, that come to you, you know, whatever that is. And if you fight them, if you're like, I don't wanna be injured, I wanna be training, I'm, this just sucks, this is so hard. Yeah, it's hard, it's heavy, it's a big wave. It's all for you. And so you can fight it and then like the wave can crash and you can scrape your face all over the rocks or you can just ride it and surf it like a master and it will gently place you on the, on the shore when you're done. Like when it's done with you. like we, we don't have control over this, you guys. We Life is a rich itinerary. And it's full of so many different things. And it's all about you being able to find the neutrality in all of it.
0: And don't continue to, or try not to continue to dig the hole deeper. Right. You know, let it... Let it come in, ride it, and come out the other side. And you know what? The next time this happens, you're going to have the tools and confidence to be patient, let it ride, and know that you're going to come out the other side. So I know with my injury that happened, I know I'm much better prepared for it should anything happen like that again. However, it, was, it came to me in a time where I needed to maybe... Redirect my focus. Check in with a few things in my life, and from that point, I feel like I'm a stronger person, athlete, and and more mindful. More importantly,
1: yeah, because it, again, like it all come, the puzzle fits together so perfectly in the end. And so, for people who don't know about um, your injury, why don't you just talk about it, like when it happened and what the result of it was, what it was, and and what you pulled out of it.
0: So I'll give you the short, short, um, synopsis of it. So it was two years ago, it was leading into uh, Iron Man Lake Placid in July and our dog Harrison, my first dog was very sick. And leading into it, he was definitely not doing well. And it came to a point where I had to start carrying him in and out of the house. and one day as i was carrying him out my lower back just sort of popped and i haven't had back issues before this was the first time
1: yeah i just remember that moment i remember that moment you came back you were such an angel for harry you were such an angel and you allowed him to live out his life and and take his last breath in in his home and um and we were both training for that iron man and um you were losing your best friend and i remember that day you came you you picked him up and you were like oh, and I, and knowing what i know about the body and seeing you mean you did the classic lift and twist
0: lift and twist yeah. not
1: good <laughs> yeah if you everyone have <laughs> Never a, if good. you ever want to have a back injury this is how you do it you bend over and you lift something up really heavy and you twist while doing it, as awkward as this is, possible. This is not medical advice. We are not doctors. We're not advising that you do it. I'm just saying, if you really, really want a back injury, this is how you get it. You did a, the lift and twist, but like it wasn't the end of the world. I knew that, you know, you were still moving and it was okay. But then what happened next made it so much worse.
0: Yeah, I, I just went down a bad bad road i tried to work through it i tried to get keep doing workouts and it brought me to my knees i've literally n- never never been experienced that much pain i left the house to do a run i remember this one day i got through a bike i don't know how i got through it and i went for a run and i took five steps down the sidewalk and i would i had to get go down on my knees i could not move a step further And I hobbled, basically crawled back home. And that was two or three weeks out from Iron Man Placid. And I knew at that point it wasn't going to happen. It just, it was too intense.
1: Yeah, I remember that you said, I was at the end of the street and I couldn't figure out how I was going to get home. And I'm like, whoa, this is getting really intense. And I watched you. I watched you. I just... I watched you go down the hole because that's what I had to do because that was your path. And the thing about um, being, I think, a big piece of our success as partners in this marriage is our ability to stand next to each other when the other one is suffering. Right? And so the ego wants to take the suffering away. It wants to change the plan. It wants to intervene, but you ha- I knew that you were going through an like an intensive in the school of life, and that you needed to have it, and I would just I prayed for you. I sat in meditation. I just saw how much pain you were in. You were on drugs, like we. I
0: mean, drinking wine.
1: Yeah, drinking wine and taking prescription drugs. And I remember, I I remember one night you had a bottle of wine. You had just taken some oxycodone. Oh my god! And I had been like, whoa, he's like heaven he's drinking wine, he's on this. OK, so I remember I went into the bathroom and I looked. And of course, it said, like, don't drive a car of or drink alcohol. Of and I not. said, And I said to you one night, like, you know, um, and I hadn't said anything yet. And I said one thing, you know, I'm not so sure you're supposed to have wine when you're taking that. And you just looked at me and you go, I'm drinking the wine. And I was like, okay. And so what did I do during this time? I just, I meditated, 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 and just surrounded you in light when you were so, so dark. And um, I watched you. I watched you push through. I watched you try and do workouts. I watched you go to work and work late while Harrison was literally dying every day. And I watched you not feel what was happening. And it was... like you not feeling and facing what was happening was just festering in your back so bad until it literally brought you to your knees and i saw you standing in the kitchen next to me and you went from standing to falling on the floor and i i don't know like a nanosecond and i it was so intense it was so intense so how did you climb out like what happened
0: so, I, I, I think it was at work. So, we went through Lake Placid.
1: Wait, before we get into that, I have a question for you, which I've yes. never asked you before. When you were doing all this, like pushing through and um, not feeling and all that, did you have that voice inside that was, that you knew that, like, did you, was there that intuitive voice inside that was trying to show you the right way? Or were you just so deep into it? Were you, like, were you just in denial that you weren't hurt?
0: I think I was in denial. Yeah, I think I, think you I were was in too. a deep state of denial
1: about a, about a lot of things about, about him a lot dying, of dying about you know
0: it was easier to numb out and not think about it <laughs> and not really feel it and i like that you you let me work through it now that i look back at it because i needed that experience and it was I, so intense it was such an education on myself so we all need to go to school on ourselves and that was my that was my session
1: yeah so how did you pull yourself out of it what was that moment do you I I remember you texted me from work but do you remember that moment before you sent me a text
0: I was at work and I was really upset uh Harrison had already passed away at this point we were done with the race we were back from Lake Placid and I had a moment at work I looked out the window and this emotion came over me and and I just was not doing well and it was finally
1: What did the emotion feel like?
0: I was sad, it was angry, it was all right, I'm done with this. I need to move forward. And that's usually where I where I get to, but it takes me a little bit longer than most people. Well, I, would I mean say.
1: that's just your story.
0: And then I think I texted text you and I said, I, I, I think I'm ready for some help. I think I need help.
1: Yeah, you said, I, I. Uh, what did you say? I don't, something like you were in a really bad way. Yeah, I
0: don't know how to get out of this. I need to talk to someone. Yeah, I think
1: I need to talk to somebody. I don't know how to get out of this. I think I need to talk to somebody. And that's
0: when you gave me Bob's number.
1: Yeah, so I gave you Meditator Bob's number, who's our meditation teacher. And I remember receiving that text, and I was like, thank you. And I just sent you the number and said, um, you can text him. Because I knew, like, calling him, you you might have been like, "Oh, I don't want to call him." I just, like, I, I gave it to you is in such a package of ease that um, that it was that was the best way that I could present it to you with any hope that you would take it. But again, like, I didn't know what the plan was. I didn't know if you were gonna bite, and you did.
0: And I did, and I didn't tell you about it until I was <laughs> leaving the house, and you're like, "Where are you going?" And I was like, "I'm gonna go meet with Bob today." And he's he was here in town at the at that time, and I sat down with him. I think it was less than two or three seconds, and I was in tears Aww. about everything that had gone on. And I think I needed that release. To...
1: I wonder how many first sessions he has like that. <laughs> I'm sure he's because had I mean,
0: <laughs> quite a few. I'll
1: tell you right now, the ego does not want you meditating, so it will give you every excuse in the book. Um, so how many times? I mean, I've totally had like breakdowns in front of him before and he's so good because he just lets you have the breakdown. Like he doesn't hug you or want you to take it away. He just like sits there and sees it for the beauty that it is. And that's really what injury um is, you guys. It is beautiful because it gives you an opportunity to heal. It gives you an opportunity to heal. It gives you perspective. It gives you so much perspective. I
0: was so attached and we talked about this on the Running home podcast and when Julia interviewed us, but I was so attached to triathlon. Extremely attached. Oh, that's
1: right. That's right.
0: Yep. And it was my identity and that was scary now that I look at it because you shouldn't be attached to something like that as deeply as I was. I I love it now and it's a part of me, but it's a part of me that I have such a fresh love for and it's a joy to just be out there and race. But I was I was truly attached and I felt if I didn't race, I wasn't working towards my goal, that I was a failure, that maybe I shouldn't even do triathlon anymore if I can't do this Ironman.
1: Oh my gosh, you sound like everybody who's, who has sustained a hard injury during their training. I mean, it's like it really gets you to, to question and it's an opportunity to surrender and not just like, I'm not saying like surrender, like, oh, I'm injured. I'm talking about, okay, I'm listening. Let's do this. Like, and not have any expectation of of when it's going to be over or why it happened um, or if you're going to be able to race, like just being with it every day. And Filling it with light and wasn't that one of the things that Bob gave you to do Was to fill your back with light Did you do that all the time? Yeah,
0: so I do it to this day I will and and I give this to my athletes too as some of them will Who are listening to this will (laughs) will remember uh, When they have uh, little injuries What I do is I, I just take the white light and you mentioned it before and I start with my feet And I work it all the way up the body. Oh, yeah little bit by little bit and I do this every day And I get to the top, crown of my head, and I remove all doubt, all negative input, anything that is not moving me forward, I remove it. And you know what? I have a feeling of open space. And when that open space is there, I think about bringing in all positive emotions and feelings, and I bring in confidence and cues that are going to keep me um keep me hungry keep me whole keep me neutral and my body released the negative fills up with the positive and i gotta say it it's it it feels it feels really complete and i feel like when i do this at the end of the meditation it's sort of a cleansing it's like a big squeegee that has just squeegeed out the water from one side to the other and it pushes it out off off into its own so I feel like that's like a, a, a really good cue for athletes that may have an injury um, removing um, doubt and using the white light to sort of flush everything out of your body and it takes takes me now two or three minutes I think to really start from the bottom and go to the top and I usually do it at the end of my meditation
1: nice yeah that's really beautiful I didn't know that you that was your shtick
0: it's my shtick, yeah. That's cool. And so, I share that with people because it, it works for me. It, it keeps me in tune with my body, and it's it sort of keeps it.
1: It's so key, the in tune with clean. your body. I mean, I've been working with bodies now for well over a decade, and um, it it's amazing how disconnected people are from their bodies. I'll give a simple cue in a yoga class to raise your right arm and, like, their left leg goes up. And it's not because they're – dumb or whatever. I mean, this is really, really common. There's a brain-body, like mind-body disconnect. We don't know much about these vehicles we're walking around in. And we rely on the chiropractor, the acupuncturist, the doctor to fix us. And don't rely on anyone to fix you. You have everything you need to heal yourself. And so any kind of illness, injury, it's an imbalance. It's an imbalance, right? So if you look at Ayurvedic medicine, which is thousands and thousands of years old, the whole premise behind Ayurvedic medicine is to get the body back in balance so that it may heal itself because it has everything it needs to heal. When it is injured, it's in a state of imbalance. Moving, It can move towards healing, or you can take this other fabulous big opportunity to take it down deeper with negative thought patterns and doubt. So one piece, you you mentioned nullifying doubt and a big, big thing to nullify doubt. And this seemed so silly to me when I first started doing it, but boy, is it effective. Is let's say you say oh my God, I'm, you know, I've had this injury now for two weeks and my race is in five weeks and I don't even think I'm going to be able to do it. You nullify the doubt immediately. You say to yourself, you can say it out loud, it doesn't matter. Thoughts and speech are the same thing. They all have um, a charge to them. You say, I am going to be healthy for my race. I am going to have a great race and I'm going to finish that race. And so you nullify that doubt with saying the like the opposite essentially, um, and it's really really helpful. Like, oh my god, I have a, people say to me all the time, I have a bad shoulder, and usually my response is, it's going to be a bad shoulder as long as you keep calling it a bad right. shoulder,
0: because it's their story. They get into their story of yeah, my shoulder or back when, back when I had this accident, it has never been the same since,
1: right because yeah i mean and i had an injury after my first iron man you and me and our friend brian um went mountain biking in in um winter park and um i we got to the top we biked up um what was that tipperary creek love that love 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 that ride and got to the top of the ride and then it was a pretty steep narrow single track downhill and um And I went too fast, which is not out of my character. I went too fast and I crashed. I lost control of the bike. And I remember being upside down. And I remember seeing your face behind me. Like it was like slow motion. I remember seeing your face as I was upside down and I crashed. And um, the beautiful thing about that crash is I opened up my eyes and there was, and of course, when you have something like that, you're like, okay, is everything working? All right, yes, it is. I opened up my eyes and there was a rock right in front of my eyes, like a sharp rock. I lifted my head and there was another big rock right behind it. I literally landed between these two rocks and I landed to the right and off to the left was a cliff. So that all worked out great. But what happened was I had major impact on the right side of my hip. And for years after that, I had, I mean, I I never even expressed the pain that I was in every single day. Um, And it was always like, oh, my back, my back, my back. Now I was in massage school, you know, I was all into the alternative healing, getting acupuncture and energy healing and all that stuff and lots of massage, but it was still like my back, my back, my back. And it wasn't actually until I started meditating. God, that is so annoying, huh, everyone? It just keeps coming up. And I thought... Whoa! I am completely keeping myself in this injury, completely. And since I made that mindset sh- mindset shift to heal myself, it has really evolved. I mean, most of the time I'm completely pain free, and I push my body. I mean, I've done three Ironmans since that accident, and right now I'm pushing my body with doing a lot of weight training and doing hard, fast efforts to get stronger and faster. And um, it's, you know, I tested a lot, but it's getting stronger. I'm doing the physical work, but I'm also doing, like, the healing work inside. And it's really evolved, and it's so interesting how it's changed. But it is, if it was a 10, it's a 2. And most of the time, it's a 0. And I did not get surgery. I did not, like, I did not go to a doctor and say, fix me. I did not look to anyone else. What It was actually when I stopped looking outside of myself for healing that it changed so this stuff it's it's so potent and we have everything we need to put it all together so um one thing that we mentioned earlier in the podcast that i want to get to is just some self-care techniques so number one i'm gonna say yoga uh, because i'm a huge believer and this is the yogi triathlete podcast so make no mistake yoga is always going to be the big one Um, asana practice which a physical practice we I teach power yoga I teach heated power vinyasa it's mindfulness based Um, so that's a very it's a pretty athletic type but when I teach I try and um, do a really strong yin portion so I take you up a steep mountain and then I take you down really like just as steep like into the yin give a good shavasana and please, stay for Shavasana. It's the most important pose. And if, you, if you're if you leaving Shavasana because you think it's a big waste of time, well, let me tell you, I used to think it was a big waste of time 20 plus years ago when I started yoga. It's, it is anything but a waste of time. It is the most important pose. It is the reason why you do all the poses before. So stay for Shavasana. It's so, so healing to integrate all of that work into your body. And then um, self-care, some of my favorite self-care techniques are, and I'll talk about like hydrotherapy, like cold, hydrotherapy, I don't even think that's appropriate, Um, cryotherapy, the cold, and then um, thermal, like hot. So um, if you are kind of nursing, I call it like a red flag area, if you're nursing like something that's like calves, I'll just use a calf like, oh, God, my right calf, it's really, ooh. Um, A couple of things, one thing um, is before you run, do an easy spin on the bike, no resistance, just high cadence, get the blood moving Um, because circulation is so, so important and massage will give you that circulation because blood heals. Blood is what um, helps to create the flow in the body. So heat, um, you'll create heat when you're spinning on the bike but if you don't have time to do that, use a heating pad and um, because heat brings blood into the area, whereas cold pushes blood out. So cold pushes blood out, and then when you remove the ice, the blood comes rushing back in, which is why it gets really red afterwards. So it's it's a really great way to reduce inflammation. So um, again, I'm not a doctor, so you know if you do heat and it doesn't feel good, you're not allowed to sue me. I'm just <laughs> just giving you my experience. Um, I like, this is what I've done in the past, is heat on my calf before I go running if it's tight, and then when I come home, I will ice it right away. And you you can multitask and ice if you need to, like get a couple of cloth towels or cut up an old pillowcase, and you can tie that ice pack right to your leg. So I love to do that and um, the other thing i really love is contrast therapy so this is something if like at the end of the day um if something is kind of bothering you or it's not really popping in your recovery then you um it's a it's a one to one ratio so you would do 10 minutes ice 20 minutes heat and then 10 minutes ice. And it's a vascular flush. So what that does is it um, it pulls the blood out with the ice and then you put the heat on and it all comes back in. And then you put the ice on and it pulls the blood out and then you take the ice off and then the blood comes in. So it's like this cleansing of the area. And when you're talking about moving the blood, you're moving like proteins and waste and all of this stuff and it helps with inflammation and lymph flow. So those are kind of my favorites. And what do you got BJ it looks like you've got something so
0: I am uh, I was uh, asked to join the team trigger point um, team this year and we went down to Austin to check out uh, headquarters and to learn all about the foam rolling techniques so ever since you have stopped giving massage I have had to find... To you. Specifically. To you don't me. care about anybody else. Just yeah, BJ, it's all about me.
1: BJ got free massage every week for 10 years, pretty much. So nobody's so, nobody's crying over you, babe.
0: So now it's, it's foam rolling and it's the massage ball. And I really, truly believe in these tools. And actually, this upcoming Wednesday, May 11th, is National Foam Rolling Day. I love it. So I will be holding something i'm not sure exactly what but there'll be something here in town where i'll be holding some demos to be used for all the trigger point tools but they have so many options they have the grid which which most of you are aware of and they have the grid x which is actually super i think it's double the strength
1: twice as firm
0: then they've got the core roller which is new and that's a a little bit more softer um for the athlete and then they have their massage balls which you know, we have them in the car. We have them everywhere. I use them. I carry it with me in my back pocket uh, most often. Just lean up against a wall and I can use it. The stick foam roller. There's there's so many tools, but the point is you can do this at home and you can do it when you're watching TV. You can do it before dinner. You can do it before you go to bed.
1: You can do it when dinner is cooking. Like 30 seconds is better than no seconds.
0: And coming back from Austin, they, they talked about a a study and we'll put this in the show notes that athletes that foam rolled after their workouts recovered 24 hours earlier than they would, um, if they didn't. So Dom's delayed onset muscle soreness, which usually occurs 48 hours after an intense workout was reduced to 24 hours, which means that you can recover sooner. So we'll, we'll link to that, but, um, Trigger point has been a, a key to my recovery and Jess's recovery for sure. I think you were the first one to introduce me. Yeah, out I've been in Boulder. using this
1: stuff for a long time, like in massage school. So God, that was 2004. So 12 years I've been into this whole self-care thing. But BJ mentioned massage, and massage is a great thing to get. Yes, it's expensive, but um, you know, so is not training for a race that you paid for, you know, or not being able to show up to that race. It's just like eating healthy. Like people say, it's it's too expensive or it takes too much time. Well, you know, being sick is expensive too. And um, so, you know, pay now or pay later, because you are the most important thing to you, and this life that you're living right now is the most important life that you've ever lived. And so, just take each moment to make contact with what's happening right? This is how you don't miss your life. This is how when something on your body shows up as an injury, it's not such a surprise. Like People are always so surprised. Oh my, it came out of nowhere. It doesn't come out of nowhere. It's been there. It's been there, just festering, probably sending you some signs. But again, there's there's times where there's it's more of a traumatic injury. But um, it's You know, sometimes that is um, a culmination of energy that you've been cultivating, BJ. Like when you were moving too fast and a little bit impatient and you ran outside after the dog and you slipped on the stairs and degloved your thumb. Like that was your lesson to slow down, right?
0: So that was- listeners, I'm sure you can see a pattern here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of work to do.
1: We all have a lot of work to do. We all have a lot of work to do. We're in a school. This is a school of life. It's not getting up, going to work, coming home, paying our mortgage, go to the furniture store on the weekend and get a recliner. That's, that's the illusion. That's the dream that you may or may not have heard about. The, the life, the school of life is right now in this moment. This is all you have. This is it. So what are you going to do with it?
0: Soak up every minute that you can and be present and and live your life to the fullest.
1: Yeah, live your life to the fullest and you know that requires a lot of courage and bravery and vulnerability and all of these things that the ego does the negative ego does not want you to be out there doing. So be on high alert for that. This is how we start to understand how the mind works. And once you start to understand how the mind works, you can use it for the magnificent tool that it is. Because will and focus and, um, and resiliencies, those are all parts of the brain that you can strengthen right? through a mindful, through being mindful, through a meditation practice. And then what happens is you start to get the ego. The ego starts to turn around and it gets on board and everybody's going in the same direction, and that is the powerful, vibrant, amazing life that you are completely entitled to live. So, what do you think? Did we cover injury and mindfulness? And I
0: think we did. I think, I think people will have to have listen have, to this a few times I think to sort have it, hammered it
1: home a little bit.
0: <laughs> Can't stress it enough.
1: Yeah, it's all good stuff, but please keep um, keep the questions coming. Right? We. Maybe we'll have a little title for the show. And it's always not just going to be me and BJ. I've got some interviews lined up. Some cool, God, there's so many amazing people um, just within our, you know, right at our fingertips here. So I'm going to log as many interviews as I can before we hit the road. And um, yeah, so keep stay in tune for that. And also if you have uh, an idea for a title of a show where BJ and I answer questions, um, I've got some uh, students in my yoga class that always say like they wanna make bracelets that say what would just do. So, um, you know, something not along those lines, but something along those lines, like help help us create this. You guys, this is for you. This podcast is for you. And so we wanna provide the content that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, so please provide feedback, and and this podcast will be up on iTunes shortly, so you can give reviews, but definitely send us an email, it's on the website, Um, reach out to us on social media, we are willing to answer any and all of your questions, we just want to connect with our community and be a resource to share our experiences that can help you potentially get through that roadblock or, or bump in the road.
1: Yep, and what do we say about the walls?
0: The brick walls are there for a reason. The brick walls are not there to keep us out. The brick walls are there to give us a chance to show us just how badly we want it. I think that was Randy Posh. Um, some uh, uh, TED talk I think I saw from Yeah, there.
1: and I think he's since left this world. I it's believe a pretty so. Ama- yeah, it's a pretty amazing story. So um, that is an example. That man is an example of somebody who is riding the high vibe. For sure. So, I think that's it.
0: Check in with you guys next time. It's been great.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in.
0: Ride the high vibe.
1: two, injury and mindfulness. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any questions. Let us know if you need us to dive in deeper to any of those things that we discussed today Um, and certainly send us new topics, questions that you get along the way that's happening now in your life, in your training, for sure. I don't even feel like I scratched the surface to all the self-care techniques that BJ and I have used over the years to keep us healthy, to help us rehab from injury but as you can guess, yoga is a big one. And I mentioned that I'm a heated power vinyasa teacher. However, um, understand that I practice all different kinds of yoga on a very regular basis. So one of my favorites uh, right now, especially if you're injured, is kundalini yoga. It gets the energy moving. It will scrape the cobwebs. And if there's anything just waiting to fester and manifest into something, It will start to clear out with the kriyas and the breathing kundalini yoga is amazing so um definitely check that out and then my other favorite is yoga nidra which is so restorative for the body i think it's like 30 minutes of yoga nidra Uh, equates to three to four hours of quality sleep so if you are in just the trenches of training yoga nidra even 15 minutes and you can get a free video on youtube like an audio like where you can just follow it amazing definitely take the time to check it out so um yeah i could go on and on and on Arnica. Uh, oil, arnica gel, like for self-massage, amazing. And um, also just know, you know, be an active participant in your health. And I hope that message came through. It's certainly not, don't go to the doctor, don't go to the acupuncturist, both BJ and I go to the acupuncturist and the massage therapist quite frequently, it's about being an active participant. It's not about just handing all of your healing over to someone else because nobody is more powerful at putting you back together and back into balance than you. It is absolutely the truth. So, Thank you so much for tuning in, and please check out the show notes. We're going to have a link in there for our GoFundMe page. This is for the Ride the High Vibe Tour. Currently, we are just funding this ourselves, which we are fine with, but it's come to our attention that with more financial support, we will be able to have a greater reach. So please consider... Uh, donating even a small amount is very, very helpful in affecting the lives of more people. And that's really what we want to do. We want to touch as many people as we can along the way um, on our trek out west. And we want you guys to be a part of it. So this is a community and community reaches out and they help each other. And that is our true nature. So thank you so much again for the support. Please send us your feedback and definitely, definitely. Ride the high vibe.